the truth about money is it's energy it would follow you wherever you would go but what would not follow you is your welcome to finding your spark again i am so pleased to have here with me today my guest Alia Jamal, and she is a love coach and pranic healer who's dedicated to helping women connect with unconditional love with themselves. That's got to be something new <laughs> for a lot of people. She combines a 10-year experience in cytogenetics, the study of human behavior, and the human energy body to help her clients align with their true selves. She helps them eliminate fears, anxiety, guilt, and judgments, and create the life they love, a life of love and power. Besides helping her clients live as their true authentic selves, she also loves trees, meditating, and reading. So I know we'll have a lot to talk about. Welcome, Aaliyah. Thank you so much, Donalyn. I am so happy to be here. Yes, I, I appreciate that you're taking the time. I was really excited to get to kind of connect about this building a life that's a good life or a life that we really want, right? Because that's the only good life there really is anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit just about how do we how do we even start that? How do we define what is good? What do we want? In my life journey and talking to so many people, what I have discovered, we don't even know what we want. We build a life based on status quo, based on what our parents' leftover dreams are, or we follow in their footsteps, or what the society dictates, where to live, what to do. But we never take the time to ask ourselves, what do I want? And the trick is, even if my life looks perfect on paper, but it's not the life that I desire. Maybe it's the life my mom desired. I'm not going to be happy. And it might take me 20, 30, 40 years to discover that. That's why we call it midlife crisis. That's when they're like, <laughs> oh my God, whose life I'm living? This is not what I wanted. So really starting ask, start asking yourself as early in life or even teaching our kids as early in life as possible. What do I want? I understand my mom would love me to go and do this major or do this kind of job and I'll become financially stable. But what do I want? And something so magical happened when we go with what do I want? Universe gets on our side in a very different way. When I am answering my desire that is within me. So a lot of people say, well, you can be a mus musician or an artist, not going to make any money out of it. No, you will make a money. You will make money out of it if you're going for it. That's what I want. That's what I desire. You can make uh, unlimited amount of money from anything that you do. Yes, I love this concept. Um, and uh, you're reminding me that when I was little, uh, and and I've talked to my siblings about this, so it was also true for them. My parents always used to say, "Do what you love, and the money will follow." And that's, that's beautiful. Uh, I think it gets lost in the sort of, but a lot of people are able to make being a lawyer profitable or being a doctor profitable and sort of, you know, in the worry state, we yeah. look and go like, oh, I should do something that it, that is a proven thing as yeah. opposed to, I could be an artist and I could make that a profitable thing for me. 
Yeah. Instead of carving our own path, we just jump on other people's timeline and try to make it work for ourselves. So you touched on something that really struck me as, well, the words that came to me are the power of truth. And so you were talking about when we look at ourselves honestly and say, what do I want? What is my true wanting in the world? Then it has the ability to draw to it the accolades that lead to the lifestyle that we want and all of those sort of ancillary things. Can you talk a little bit about um, what that power is and how we, we tap into it? Yeah, so it's the power of our soul. Our soul came in this body to do something very specific. And that message is going to keep knocking on us. It's always knocking. Hey, that's what I want. That's what I want. But as kids, we heard it. But as adults, we don't. But once we listen to it, we get quiet enough or we pause and we're like, you know what? That's what I want. That yes has so much energy in it because it's coming from my soul and my soul is unlimited, then I am not on somebody else's timeline. I'm on my timeline. I'm in this moment. I am present. It's kind of like, you know, getting from um, uh, a road, a side street to getting on a highway. We're just going to go so much faster. You want to go 90, 100, 120 miles. You can go so fast because you're going to have that energy. And, and uh, another aspect to it is, is I'm going to feel so happy being there. Even if when I'm starting, I'm starting at zero financially, I'm just going to feel so joyful and happy and peaceful being there. That is the power we tap into when we say yes to our desire that is within all of us. Oh, I love that you are connecting joy and financial abundance. Yeah. Do you mind if we go down that road a little sure. bit more? That would be great. Let's um let's just let's just explore that connection, right? Because a lot of times um I find that what happens for people is kind of what you've been talking about here. They they want they want. They're 15. They want, right? They're young. They're like I have believe in possibility. It can happen for me. And uh, so they want, and then the world tells them, whatever part of the world it is, could be somebody really influential or it could be not someone influential, but they take it in very much, that they should be reasonable or that, that people don't make money doing that, you know, the things that you were talking about. And we tend to get this association between literally being unhappy and being able to make more money. So you'll see movies do this all the time where they say, oh, I got this soul sucking job and I get a lot of money and I can do it for a little while. So there's kind of a cultural connection between dissatisfaction and unhappiness and the abundance of money and joy and happiness and it being only on the farm, you know, only only in those places that traditionally don't make a ton of money. So can we just talk about how do we rewire that? So we rewire that by making our relationship with ourselves a priority. And that is loving ourselves. Like we will love a child that is five year old. 
because when I go for, let's say, a corporate job that pays a lot of money, but I'll be traveling all the time, I know I'm going to be burnt out. The maximum I can do is six months, but I still say yes to that. What did I do? I just betrayed myself. I said money is more important than me. I am not in love with myself, even though we feel like, oh, that's loving yourself because, you know, I need money. The truth about money is it's energy. It would follow you wherever you would go. But what would not follow you is your emotion. Like how I feel emotionally within me, I have to create that. Universe is not going to come and be like, you know, today we're going to just give you peace, a bucket load of peace. <laughs> but universe can come and say, hey, today we are giving you a bucket load of money if I am in peace already. So when we put something that would naturally be provided to us just because we are on on in this universe, in this uh, physical experience, it would automatically would be provided to us. Our job is to take care of the emotional part of it, how I'm connecting with myself, how I'm looking at myself, how I'm being. And of course, because this is not taught, this is something you learn from experience uh, or from a mentor, and then you have to go and test it. Is it true? Is that how really universe works? Because we we are uh, we are trained to be like you know workers, employees, and what I'm talking about. This is you are just being a human in this universe. It has specific laws and the ways it works. And the truth is, whether we like it or not, the that power, that higher power, we call it universe, we call it God. It would always provide us money. I can. I'm in U.S. right now. I can pick up today. I can go move to Australia. I don't know anybody. And still, I'll be able to make money over there because that's how this universe works. But will I be happy? I have to take care of the happiness, the joy, the peace. So when we put that on on the pedestal, how would I feel doing this job? That changes everything within our life. That changes everything for us. So if I'm not going to be happy doing this job, okay, then what do I want? Because the money would always come. I I have to tell, I have to tell the universe, hey, I want to get a job that pays me like, you know, 200K, 300K or a million. That's what I want. It would follow that. But I have to, again, look at myself that I can have it. I believe in myself. I trust myself and all that is going to come when I love myself so much that I am not putting money or financial abundance ahead of my emotional well-being. I think this really is where that unconditional piece of it comes in, isn't it? I mean, we're talking about conditions, (laughs) but in reality, you're talking about tapping into something that is beyond our conditions, a love that is outside of the, the world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I define unconditional love in a way. Can you love yourself if you're homeless living under a bridge? Can you still love yourself? If the answer is yes, okay, you have achieved unconditional self-love because you are beyond the condition of the society, of the culture, of the world that we live in. And a person who actually do love themselves to that level, if they ever fall that low, they can come back so much faster. But when we don't have that level of love, 
I could be a multimillionaire, billionaire, but I'll be taking anxiety pills and I'll be maybe taking sleeping pills because I am so much in worry all the time. I don't have that inner peace and joy and happiness. This concept of being in love with yourself, you just said, if I could be um, under the bridge and love myself, then we're beyond conditions. Now, there's a certain amount of just being in love with yourself that that takes, right? So so there's, I, I don't know, my sensation of it is that there is a, a universal love that I can tap into, I can feel, I can become a part of, but I think we're taking it one step further where we're inside our bodies and we're experiencing that and we're also turning that on ourselves. Is that yeah. is that right? So uh, unconditional love basically is you fall in love with the soul that came in the body, the power that is living through this body. So you come to a place where you're like, I understand this body is what I know, but there is a greatness behind it. Let me become one with that. And when I am one with that, I am complete. No matter what my body is going through, there's nothing wrong with me. Even if I don't, I'm not a very punctual person right now, but I am still in love with myself. And from that uh, perfection, I can recreate my body or my physical life to be whoever whatever I want it to be. But first I have to step back, go to that level, become one with it. And uh, another way to look at it, just to uh, think of it, universe would be incomplete without me. There's a power that thought of me and created me. I am that important. So how can something or somebody who's that important, I'm asking them to do a job that they don't want to do just because I think I'll have a bigger saving account at the end of the year. So that's how we look at it. So this this love is being one with energy of love that exists in the universe, but also seeing yourself, hey, I'm a part of this big whole, but I am, I am me. Let's talk a little bit about how, I think there is a cultural concept that uh, when we do that, when we say, I am good, I am just good, I am just happy, and I can have clothes on or no clothes on, and I can be in public or in private, and I can have food or no food, right? That we will then um, release the desire for the, the life that we really want, right? Instead of that concept that I think you're talking about where you really, that's what allows it to come through for you. That's what allows you to match up with it. But let's talk about how, how do we, how do we get past that moment where we go like, uh Oh, what if I'm just good, just being happy? Yeah. So I'm, I'm so happy that you brought this point because a lot of people don't even understand what unconditional love is. Um, Sometimes we're talking about being just complacent and in a place of acceptance. So a lot of people just get stuck there. They maybe read a book, they maybe read Power of Now, and now they are here and they're like, you know, I'm good. Let me become a minimalist. Let me let me just live with like, you know, minimum in a in a town that doesn't require too much. That's not tapping into the power of your soul. Once you are one with your soul, you get to this place. It's such a deep desire. I want to live this potential. It's a hunger, actually. 
it's a burning desire. I want to live this potential. I came here to do something. I didn't come here to um, make my own little town and just not interact with anybody and just live in my bubble. We all came here to add to everybody else's life. So that starts a person on a journey. What am I here to do? What do I want? And they would they would work on the clock, never feeling tired, and they will create it. Like I, I personally, when I used to work, I have worked 50, 60 hours uh, work week. Now, um, I have not taken a day off, I think, in last two, three weeks. I work Saturday, I work Sunday. Like I've been working every single day, but do I work? No. Like if you ask me, okay, Alia, do you work? And I'm like, no, I'm just having fun. Like when I'm studying, it's fun. When I'm talking to a client, it is so much fun. When I'm even doing my housework, it's fun. So I am putting out so much more from this place where I am drawing that power from my soul, that energy, that I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to go into that complacency where a lot of people go because every time I close my eyes and I, I become one with my soul, I open my eyes and I feel like I can rebuild this whole world again. There's so much energy. So we, we keep going from a very different place then. And you're not, uh, you're not exhausted by it all, right? Yeah, because never. You're, because you're in flow with it. So exactly. years ago, years ago, I used to, um, I worked at a corporate job and I, I wanted so much. I wanted so many things, right? And so I would come home every night. I would write a book on my way home from work in my head. And I would come home and I would write the title of the book because I thought, well, uh, that way at least I'll sort of be a place marker for me. And I would write the title of the book, fold it in half like a book, stick it on the wall. And one of them uh, was called how to thrive in the 21 day work week. And really the concept that I was so excited about to, to think that up, right? Was what exactly what you're talking about, was how we can be so in concert with ourselves and so in concert with the world that there is no resistance. So there exactly. is no like, I need a break. You know, that whole like big break that we all kind of think we need. Okay, your body has to rest a little, but yeah. you're ready. Your inside is ready and hungry, as you said. Exactly. Like in terms of rest, I sleep 10 hours whenever my body wants it. I sleep eight hours, six hours. And then there are days I sleep only four hours. My body will wake up at 1 a.m. and it will be like, okay, let's do something. I'll meditate a little extra. I meditate one hour every day. So then I'll be like, okay, I can meditate one and a half hour. If I need a nap, I'll just go for another nap. There's no push um, that you must do it. Because another thing um, we have in our culture currently, it's the hustle culture, where you need to be doing a job and then you need to be building a couple of other multiple streams of income on the side and um one time somebody told me, your, your sleep needs to be earned. And everything in my body just crunched. I was like, who's teaching that? Please tell me who's <laughs> teaching that. So we become so harsh with ourselves. There's no self-compassion, kindness, or love there. The only thing that is there is to retire at the age of 42. Mm. That's, mm. Not, that's not what 
human are. Okay, if I'm going to retire at the age of 42, what am I going to do then? Like just right. sit by the beach for the rest of my life? Right. Why do we even want it? What do like, is it because we burnt ourselves out so much that we need that recovery time or because we're just spending our time doing everything we don't want to do and we think we're going to get to it when we x y or z right yeah. it could be anything it could be retire it could be you know when we get a new wife when we get a new whatever right uh, Desti- that destination know, thinking that's it destination thinking that's right now one thing you just said I think is just so important. And that was that you, I think it's important because other people come to me often and they say about sleep, I'm not sleeping well, I wake up. And quite often I find that we judge our sleep so harshly. We're like, well, it has to be this long. It has to be this way. I have to, you know, wake up in this specific mood and in this exact way. And that sort of ease that you just described with, I am willing to allow my body to do what it needs. If it needs extra food, I feed it. If it needs extra sleep, I sleep with it. It's it, That's a real uh, sense of ease that you have. Yeah. yeah, we don't realize we live in a universe with other planets, with a moon and a sun, and there are so many other energies. We assume we are robots and we need to act like one and you know just stay on that schedule. So I started following the moon schedule and my own uh, uh, period cycle. So when it's full moon, I am not sleeping because there's just so much energy. And most of my clients would complain and I'll be like, hey, by the way, it's full moon. Of course, you're not going to sleep. There could be so much energy. For other people, they might be sleeping a lot. So that is the time I know it's coming. I'll use it right before my period. I am sleeping maybe a lot. During it, not after it, I'm sleeping more. Yes, us women, we do have a cycle. Men have a cycle too. They get impacted by the moon too. Um, so they have, like, we have to be flexible enough where I can say, let me see what my sleep cycle is for the month, for 20 days or 21 days. Um, that is getting to know ourselves beyond just this robot we think that we are. <laughs> Yeah. And also trusting yourself with it, I think, is what you're talking about, too. I mean, we can see predictors and we can acknowledge that there's outside influences, but there's an element in the way you speak about it where you really just seem to accept it. This is what happened today, as opposed to uh, often people will say to me, I'm having trouble sleeping. It's a whole different uh, viewpoint on things. Uh, and it's the same with work. I'm having trouble being being productive at work instead of, you know, just going like, okay, I'm less productive. What's going on? Is there something to be addressed or something to be accepted? You know, so unconditional way to, to approach life. That is the beauty of unconditional self-love. Once we make that uh, our standard, the kind of relationship I'm going to have with myself, it's going to be unconditional the trust really builds to a very higher level and the acceptance builds to a very higher level. And a lot of things that we do, for example, even like, you know, I'm a, I'm a mom to an 80 year old boy way back in the day. If I'll yell at him or if I raise my voice, I'm going to feel guilty. Now I don't anymore. If I raise my voice, I will be like, okay, that's what happened. 
let me apologize to him let me explain it to him but not beat myself up not say i'm such a horrible mom just start the next moment fresh because i'm a human again i'm not a robot i'm going to make mistakes and every day i have to i was just going to say and these are the ways that we kind of it's like we sow these feelings into ourselves and our children, right? Yeah. So the it's the guilt that is the sticky bit, right? Yeah. It's, the, it's not the yelling. It's yeah. the uncomfortable feelings. Exactly. So the yelling comes and goes. Oh, yeah, my mom is loud sometimes, right? But that's really different from I was bad. I made her uncomfortable. There's like a whole yeah. bag of, you know, judgment exactly. and discomfort that you could pull along with that. Yeah. And it's those feelings that we allow, if we just accept ourselves unconditionally, then that's just how we are. And, and other people do too. Exactly. And then one thing um, I noticed, there's so many things we have made uh, kind of like, you know, we tolerate in the society and we, we are like, oh, it's okay to feel guilt. So I hear a lot of moms say, you know, oh, and then the mom's guilt as if it's a purse that I must carry. And I would just say, no, the mom guilt doesn't have to be there. We can actually work through it. We just assume that if I'm a mother, I'm supposed to feel guilty. And also that if you're a mother, you're supposed to do it in some mythical way where the, the child who grows up and becomes an adult is not going to complain. That's not going to happen. Like it's never <laughs> going to happen, right? Because we want, because we're humans and we want. And so having opposite experiences and growing and learning, it's all part of it, right? So exactly. then then you give your child this, you know, if you give this child a beautiful, uh, idyllic upbringing, they'll, they'll want something, you know, they want to go ride, ride motorcycles and break their legs or something, you know? So it's <laughs> like, you cannot do it right. So just do it and have fun. <laughs> because they're human too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. They're human. And, and I do think there's really like a, you were talking about this earlier, this, this internal, uh, like core desire that we have to participate in the world in a full way. Exactly. Yeah, that is the that is the potential our soul has. That's why we came here. And until each and every one of us start living that to the fullest, we are we are going to keep feeling unsatisfied because it's like there's a war going on between me and me. But we are so focused outward, we don't even pay attention to what's going on. I might think like, oh, maybe I want to have a bigger house. Let me work towards that. But is it really the bigger house that I want or is it actually I have not lived my full potential or I have not truly shared my gift with the world? I am still in a business or in a career where I am following my parents' footsteps. And that wasn't my path to begin with. Um, and once once we start looking at ourselves as like, I am a gift and I just need to unwrap myself every single day, that in itself br brings so much excitement and the trust within myself and also the forces that brought me here. Uh, when we start looking at it that way, that there is a there is a universal energy that's supporting me. Life loves me then there is an ease to open that gift, to bring that gift out and start sharing it with the people and not worrying about they're going to judge me. They're going to think I'm too weird. 
Yeah. This is so many amazing gems you have given us here today. And I do feel like I could just keep talking and talking and talking to you. Um, but I want to make sure that we talk about the love circle, because I think that's really important for everybody to know about. Sure. So something I started doing a couple of years ago in my business, I was learning a lot uh, and I felt like I'm going to explode from all that learning. It wasn't enough to just share on regular social media. So I started a uh, thing called Love Circle. It's a Zoom meeting where I teach for an, um, 30 minute to 45 minute every Thursday around 1 p.m. Eastern time. And it's there's different topics that I'll teach about. I might be teaching about, for example, last week I taught about boundaries. This week I'm teaching about something else. Sometimes it would be how to build trust within yourself, how to become fearless, how to have more confident, unshakable self or different topics. And I do have like a landing page for that too, where I put all the topics and anyone can join. And um, at the end of it, I coach for free on the spot, whoever is available there. And then I sent that recording to. So that is my way serving people who might not be in my inner circle yet to serve them unconditionally, abundantly, um, where they might come across something and they'll be like, you know what? I never looked at life that way. So I would invite everybody to join that. Um, they can find the information on my website um, or they can go directly to the page. It's bit.ly slash join love circle, one word. And I'll be excited to have more listeners there. Wonderful. We will uh, make sure that that is linked everywhere to your website and to uh, that specific landing page on any platform that you are listening or watching us at this moment. Hopefully you will find that link right there. I am so glad to get a opportunity to bring your more light to your work. So thank you so much for being here. I also want to remind everybody that you can always go to RoadmapToMoreJoy.com to take the quiz, the joy quiz. It's 11 questions. It's multiple choice. So you do it in two minutes and really explore where are you on that roadmap? Where do you set up camp? Where do you live? Where is your hometown? all of those things so that you can kind of understand how can I move from where I am to where I want to go on an emotional landscape. And as we talked about today, that will make a huge impact on the life that you're living, the good life that you're living. Thank you so much.